Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Catherine Miles. Catherine was born and raised in the Deep South, and she is caught a bit between the old world and the new. Catherine has always been creative, a daydreamer, but she started out life as a writer and wound her way backwards and sideways into being a visual artist. The heart and soul of her art practice is storytelling. She is drawn to myths, legends, and the fantastic all those hidden places in the human soul. Well, good morning, Catherine, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, our pleasure, and let's start off this morning by um, having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Well, I was born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. Um, My family has actually lived here for the last 200 years. Um, So we've been here for quite some time, so I've had a lot of time to really get to know the place. Um, I got my my bachelor's, bachelor's of arts, in creative writing in French in 2009. And I've just sort of been jumping around both in art and in real life since then. So your first love was writing then, I take it? It was, it was. That was kind of the, uh, the back door into my art so to speak. Well, tell the audience, I know in your bio, uh, your art is a form of storytelling. So where do you start off by telling the audience where you get your ideas for your art and then the process you go through? Okay. Well, um, I do a lot of reading. I am a huge reader of science fiction and fantasy novels. And, of course, um, when I was growing up, my uh, my parents provided huge abundance of um, myths and legends and and all those old stories, both from the South and also you know the Greek Greek mythology, Norse mythology. So that was a, a really big influence when I first started first started drawing or even writing, to be to be frank. Um, I actually remember um, the first time. The first real time where I, I really used art as a sort of a, a way to transition from writing my stories to showing them. Um, I was a um, I was a senior in college. I was in an advanced creative writing class, and I was having a really difficult time, sort of visualizing my story. And I was always sort of a visual person to begin with, so I said, "Well, you know, I'll sit down." and I'll sketch out these characters and this scene and and see where it takes me. And really, that was the best thing I could have done. Um, I actually um, scrambled to finish that story for class because I spent so much time perfecting the picture. 
And I I guess that sort of was the that was the birth of my artistic career right there is <laughs> I was more I was more drawn to showing somebody what was in my head than um telling them about that. These days my process is more or less the same way. I'll watch a movie, which these days there's tons of great inspiration with the CG and all the, the emphasis on the science fiction and the fantasy. Marvel Comics, yay. Um there is um well, I'll be I'll watch I'll be watching something or I'll I'll read a book. Um there's lots of really great um authors, Stephen King, Marion Zimmer Bradley, a lot of contemporary authors that are really inspiring, have really great you know, I really respect them as, as writers. And um songs. And I'll have a image in my head and I'll say, Oh man, that would make a great painting. And so my next step would be to sit down and really sort of organically doodle out what comes next, you know. You know, make I don't even really make thumbnails. I just have a piece of paper and I just starting from one corner to the other, I just work out this this image. And I'll probably do about three or four of those before I uh before I really settle on what 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 I want to work with. And then from there it sometimes it depends on what's going on in the real world. Um, how long it takes me, but it can take me from anywhere from three days to a year to finish a piece that I that uh, I start that way. Well, and Catherine, do you have uh, what's the medium of choice when you're creating your art that you prefer to use? Um, the medium I learned on was acrylic, which apparently from many of my artist friends tells me is the backwards way to do things, which is par for the course. Um, <laughs> But um, I have I had a professor, and this is actually a funny story. I had a professor um, who I had taken some classes because I was like, you know, I'm mostly self-taught. I um, I actually did not take any art classes when I was in college. I took my first one, I guess, about two years ago. And um, I had this professor, and he all he even though the class was an acrylic class, he just wanted to teach us watercolors, and I was so upset because I was like. This is an acrylic class. Teach me acrylics. Don't teach me watercolor. And I fought him tooth and nail. I finally sort of gave in, and I love watercolors. They are my absolute favorite medium. I I want to paint everything in watercolor and, and gouache, which is an opaque watercolor. So it's it's almost terribly ironic that the one thing I fought the hardest on was actually my absolute favorite medium to work in, ever. So most of my pieces will be watercolor, opaque, watercolor, gouache. Although I do still do the acrylic, and me and oil really haven't. We're we're still seeing other people. <laughs> okay. Well, is there an artist whose work you admire that, or you think that yours is similar to? There, I actually, in my mind, I have sectioned out modern artists and then, well, I guess contemporary artists and the old masters. And um, I really, I really, really admire J.W. J.M.W. Turner. He he is just so fantastic. I had the pleasure of seeing one of his paintings in in real life, and it just blew me away. And his the way he did things, the process just just it, ooh, gives me shivers. But I've always been drawn to the pre-Raphaelites, Dante Rossetti, Edward Burns Jones. 
Um, but the my contemporary favorites is Daniel Merriam, who's a surrealist painter. I don't know if my work is anything like his, and actually, I um, if anybody ever said it was, I would be incredibly, incredibly flattered. But he is he's who I would want to emulate one day. He is just an amazing surrealistic painter. He does um, a dry brush watercolor technique that is just it looks like velvet on paper. It's amazing. Um, and Kanoko Icraft, um, she actually, I ran into her, her work through um, an, an author whose book cover she always does. And she has a way with light that just, I would love to be able to do that with my own work. She she has a great um, handle on, on showing a sort of a, a luminescent light in her work. And of course, John Jude Palancar, who actually got famous because um, Christopher Paolanini, who wrote the Aragon series, fell in love with his work and actually incorporated him into the novel. And, of course, his paintings are on the cover of all the Aragon books. So, I mean, the, the books and, and, and art have kind of intertwined for me, as you can you can plainly see. Uh, one, I would not have one without the other. Well, that's very interesting. And, you know, it's uh, a testament to your talent that you combine those two art forms in your life. On average, Catherine, uh, how much time uh, a week uh, do you get to spend on creating your art? Hmm. It varies. Um, some weeks, which are terrible weeks, I don't make it into the studio at all. But on average, I work, I guess I work about anywhere between 36 and 48 hours in the studio. Pretty much pretty much every afternoon I'll go in there, and even if I don't put, you know, paper, pencil to paper or if I don't pick up a paintbrush or anything like that, I'll go through and I'll open um, one of my, um, I have a, a my, my biggest addiction is the Spectrum art book, uh, fantasy art book collection, and I'll go in and even if it's for five or ten minutes, I'll flick through, even though I've looked at them a million times, I'll flick through them and just look at the pieces and see what draws me and look at the techniques and just sort of absorb it. Um, but actual physical um, painting, I'm usually in there um, pretty much every every other day for about two or three hours. Well, I tell you, Catherine, what I find fascinating is most, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of artists, certainly they get their inspiration from, you know, the world or whatever, but generally they'll take, they work with photographs. They'll take a photograph of a flower or a scenery, and then they work from that. You're actually having to take it from your mind <laughs> and put it onto paper. I, I, just, I find that very fascinating, and I think that that's got to be hard in some respects, but then I guess maybe to you it comes easy. I don't know. Can you... Elaborate on that. I certainly can. To say that I don't use props, so to speak, would not be true. I do sometimes. For instance, when you're when you see something in your head, there's a sort of ephemeral quality to it. It doesn't. There's. It's not a concrete thing. You. The shadows change. The the light isn't quite right. It's 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 very surrealistic. And if I want that in a piece, because sometimes I don't, you know, I'll I'll leave it there. But if if I want a much more realistic 
look, what I'll do is I'll scour my yard or I'll <laughs> commandeer my family members or my friends to sit for me if I can. Um, uh, Pinterest, actually, ironically enough, and I'm slightly embarrassed to admit this, has been a big help in finding just the right shade of light, the the turn of an arm or a leaf or something I can twist and turn so that it fits the image in my head. But essentially, the all of my pieces come from inside my head. I just use visual guides to pull it out the right way. And I've gotten better as I've gotten older or more experienced. <laughs> Not older. Ugh. Anyway, as I've gotten more experienced um, at being able to to do it without a reference. I can with particularly from working with live models. I can I can take a person now and and I can I can automatically say, well, I know where this light is going to fall or I know what color this is going to be and um I know where the reflections and everything are going to end up on this leaf or in this flower or on that wing. So it's in the beginning it was a little bit Everything was very, very stylized because that's what it was in my head. But um, mm-hmm. with experience, it's it's kind of coalesced into a much more sort of magical, realist look. You're right. I think all artists do go through that as the longer they're creating the art, then, you know, there is always a transformation. I think all, all great artists have gone through that where they hone their skills, if you will, and their techniques. Well, Catherine, uh, I think this is a good spot for a commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the art that you had submitted in the recent art competition on Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Okay. I'd like to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Catherine Miles' artwork by going to Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Click on the Search Gallery tab, and then on the Artists tab, and just follow the prompts to Catherine Miles' name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants, so if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member Corner and follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer, architect, or a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists in all the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or even by the individual artist. And again, to view Catherine Miles' beautiful art, just click on the search gallery and then follow the prompts to Catherine's name. Well, Catherine, let's start off by talking about uh, your winning piece uh, entitled The Magician. Okay. Well, this this uh, piece is uh, really close to my heart. It took me a over a year to finish it. Um, I, it's done in a combination of ink, gouache, and watercolor. It actually started off as the finals project for my my professor, who is the one who pushed watercolor onto me. Um, and it was terrible. It was absolutely awful. I I completely botched it when I first did it. I rushed 
I didn't do any kind of thumbnail exercise. I did. I went completely against the book. So when the class was over, I sat down, and my brother and I. I was actually to be uh, to be fair. My, it was my brother who came up with the concept. Um, he and I do a lot of idea bouncing, and we sat down and we looked at it. And he came to me and he said, "Cat, this is this is a, you need to do this. You need to finish this. This is you can do more than this." course he he turned to me and also said he goes this is how isn't how i imagined it so i think the real reason was he was like oh well you could do better because this isn't quite what i saw because you know siblings and their judgmental ways but he um he he was the one who really pushed me to to really explore it and to and to finish it he does a lot of his own reading and writing and he says you know there's there's lots of stories of mushroom forests and and magicians and the whole mystery thing and he said you know you could really pull this off so I did I I put it back on the easel and I cracked open my paints and I went back at it and it it took a long time I actually had a different job when I went back to work on this and I didn't really have a lot of time to work in the studio but I would do a little bit every day I would build paint on there and I was consult with mushrooms in the yard and it sounds like I'm the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland but I would I would go out and into the yard you know the south is is incredibly filled with fungus and just look at them take pictures study how the light hit them study the texture and slowly over time it started to really coalesce into something that I could that I was really loving and um, the concept behind it was was really, really sort of vague. You know, the the thing he had given me, the premise he had given me, was just a mushroom forest with with people walking through it, with a spired city in the background, a la you know, Alice in Wonderland meets Wizard of Oz in the Emerald City. So when when I put the actual magician into the piece. He really was more of a prop than anything else. He was he was a, a compositional pointer, really. But as the, as the weeks and the months went on, as I started to build him up and I started to really look at the light and the transitions and the different things that were going to be going on, I I really started to build a story in my head for him. It's a, it's a, it's really strange, you know. It, he's obviously looking and waiting for somebody, and was it was always I always was asking myself, what is he waiting for? What is he looking for? Is it a woman? Is it a friend? Is it is he actually watching somebody leave? Are they is they are they walking away? How long has he been sitting there? And I really wanted to show, particularly with his chair, how really long he's been sitting there. And and the smaller mushrooms around him and, and the passage of time with the shift of the color and the and the the shapes and the and also the medium because the uh, the smaller mushrooms are done in ink, a much more permanent, much more brilliant color. Actually, much more of a of a in your face, just like he is, and not quite as soft and sort of flowy as the mushrooms in the background. So I really wanted to pull that that forward and show his presence with a harder with a harder line and a and a harsher burst of color than with the gouache which is what the the mushrooms in the background are. I also wanted to sort of build a juxtaposition between um sort of make a sandwich of the harsh 
lines of the spired glass city in the background and himself, and not really, and make it sort of subtle, you know, make it with with the medium and not with any kind of real compositional piece. When I finished it, I actually finished it in um, May. May? Yes, May. I finished it in May, and it it was the hardest thing to do to take it off the easel. And it's the hardest thing I have ever done with a piece is take it off, take that one off the easel because I continued to want to work on it, to add color, to just doodle with it. I was so attached to it. He is, um, this is this is really terrible, but um, when I did take him off the easel and I leaned him against another piece, I actually kept him in the studio with me and I actually talked with the picture. And it, he did, luckily he didn't talk back, so you couldn't commit me, but... I did talk with him for so long as I worked with other pieces and finally finally my brother came in and he said you have to you have to break up with the magician you have to break up with him you have to you have to put him away. So he uh he did go away and um I have moved on to new pieces. But um he is he will always be my baby. He is I, a year over a year worth spent with that piece. It's he's real close to my heart. Well it is a very beautiful piece and and lots of color. Um, and it, it does captivate you as you're, you're looking. There's so much to see in the painting. Yeah, um, that was actually, ironically enough, a um, uh, my mom actually said that. She goes, you know what, when you do painting or when you look at paintings, you are looking for the Easter egg in the painting, the little things that an artist puts in that unless you look closely and really pay attention, the you don't see. I mean, there's just like in uh, the movies where they put the Easter eggs that you have to pause it or fast forward or what have you. You know, that's always what's drawn me to actual other pieces of art. And so I've started to incorporate that in my own. And this was the first one where I really actively tried to do that. And and that's another reason why I've I've always liked it, because adding those little pieces was absolute fun. I loved it. Well, and another piece that you entered in the competition was called A Gateway. Tell the audience about that piece. That piece is um, it's actually got a really special story. I was fairly fairly poor for quite some time, and um, I couldn't really buy anybody Christmas presents. And that always makes me sad. You know, you always want to have something to give people on Christmas. And um, mm-hmm. for the longest time, I started, I was giving away paintings to family members, and to friends. My dad uh, was dating this woman, and she she just fit in immediately. She was she was funny. She was she was had she got her she got her humor. She was kind. She was caring. She was she was absolutely amazing. I knew immediately when he when he brought her home that she would she would she would complete the family. And. It was sort of like a rite of passage. Now it was a sort of an inter, sort of an interfamily joke that you knew you were a member of the family when I gave you a piece of a piece of art. And um, I had actually been really sort of playing with architectural design and and gateways and archways and stained glass at that time. I was um, Daniel Merriam um, was a um, architecture. Um, artist. He he did uh, houses and and stuff. He did the designs or the 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 mock concept work. 
and he had a lot of that in his in his surrealist paintings. And so I was trying to really emulate that, and was doing a lot of a lot of houses and doors and such. And I had been working on this one particular piece, and it just wasn't coming together. It was I couldn't get the design work right. I couldn't. It was just it was just not working. But um, I was talking to Carol, who was my dad's girlfriend. And she said, "This is, you know, you do. This is really nice. You know, you, this is, this is really interesting. You should do more of this." And I was, I looked at her and I said, "You know what?" In my head, I said, "For Christmas, I am going to do one just for her." And so I did. And this piece, I spent two and a half months on it, and it's ink and watercolor. I really wanted to portray sort of a juxtaposition of a change, the change between the inside and the outside, between what's behind you and what's in front, um, between soft and hard, you know, the stone and then the grass and then the um, the briars and the soft ivy and then the open fields behind the gate and the mirror showing the trees and such behind behind the viewer. So it really was a, a sort of a, a subtle look at forward and back. She... Um, she loved it. I, I, I'm so glad she liked it. And uh, she uh, got it matted and framed, and it hangs, um, it hangs in their house now as a memento. It's one of my favorites. Um, it was, I was before did the before I finished the magician. It was, it was in my, it was in my top three. Well, Catherine, your art is very interesting, and I certainly encourage the listeners to uh, come to the gallery and, and take a look at your art. It's very unique. It's uh, it is one of a kind uh, art, and I think everyone would, would enjoy looking at all of your art. Well, I hope so. I certainly enjoyed making it. <laughs> well, Catherine, we're getting near the end, to the end of the show. Uh, and I always like to ask the guests for any advice that they would give to someone new who's entering the art field. Well, my very top piece of advice is make art friends. Go out there and be a part of your art community. Make people who you can converse with, who can who can inspire you, who can go to your shows when you have them so that you're not sitting there all alone. But um, no, no. But... Really, just be a part of your artistic community. Go, go to exhibitions. Go and take classes. Go and um, just be in, in museums and, and be with people who enjoy what you enjoy. That's, that is the biggest inspiration you can have. And also, you, you make the strangest connections just sitting in front of a painting in, in a museum. I have, I have met three, three of my very best art friends in a museum looking at a painting. Just as simple as that. It's you just really have to get out there. You can't. Nothing happens from from the house. You have to you have to be out there in the world to make things happen. Well, that's excellent advice, and I give that same advice. I think it's important for artists to associate with other artists. It's artists are usually very outgoing and want to talk about their art, and and you learn different techniques, and and you can. Tell someone else one of your techniques. It's all it's all about sharing, and like any talent, you certainly have to 
to work at improving on your talent, and, and you have to do that by being around other artists. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Well, Catherine, I want to thank you for joining us today on An Artist Speaks. Well, thank you for having me. I had fun. Well, we had fun listening to you and learning about your art, and we look forward to seeing more of your art. I look forward to putting more up there. Looking at everybody else's that's on the gallery. Some great stuff is out there. Well, thank you. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Catherine Miles' stunning art, to listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Catherine's art, visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online. I want to let all of the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompts. While you're there, you can check out all of the upcoming competitions for the rest of the year. And if you're an architect, an interior designer, or just a lover of art, you like to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog, so please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. An Artist Speaks airs every Saturday morning at 11 a.m., so we'll meet again next week. Thank you again for being with us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.